Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street But leads him to the corpus bail Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I want to go back to the country Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can Turn up your radio. That's a funny one. Hey, welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin jack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, live on the Outdoor Zone radio network, or 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com on all your favorite podcast platforms. My name is TJ Graney. Cody Ryan is in-house. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, Beefsteak is not in the house, but hopefully he'll be back soon. And uh, Road Rash is the ranch hand that gets you early, make sure the old pot belly stove gets fired up, gate gets open, everything gets done around here to uh, get us there. McBride's Guns, well, they're our hometown gun shop, and they're a sponsor for this hour. If you are looking for a Christmas present for a guy or a gal, there's I was going to say the gal in your life always wants a new gun. There's There's millions of people got their first firearm this year if you're looking for that first firearm for that first handgun that pistol that first rifle shotgun maybe you need a youth model you're looking for that first uh, deer rifle for the kid or that first 22 mcbride's guns can help you with all of it they're the guys that we go to when we need a firearm we sell them we trade them we swap them order them. They're the folks that we go to McBride's guns. They're in the same place for years. Corner of 30th and Lamar call them 472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's guns, our hometown gun shop. And that's because they've been there forever. They've been there for this community and Merry Christmas. Go to the man spa for a nice firearm for somebody or a nice holster for the 22 pistol that needs a holster. Hey, uh, one of the things that really came up this week, which was interesting uh, thought process, uh, I was thinking about this and, uh, and it really got me uh, thinking about hold a bunch of different areas. So when we were uh, up near Abilene uh, last couple of days, we were up headed to the, deer, to the ranch, to the deer stand about five o'clock in the morning and it was cold and the wind was blowing a little bit. And we came up and over a hill and there was a pasture on fire and it was burning all along the highway. And it was up into this pasture and we're on this, this farm road that nobody's on. And so, uh, we jump on the phone, call nine one one. It pings a different tower, which goes to a different 
town, which gets to a different fire department, which this whole thing, this whole process. And it really made me think about um, having emergency stuff in place, you know, emergency protocol in place. So if somebody was to get sick, somebody was to get hurt, Mrs. Graney dropped a glass this week, cut her toe, started bleeding, you know, and she, she had to figure out, okay, what do I do? Who do I call? And, and yeah, that I, was and why it, you were out of town. And I was out of town dealing with the fire. Uh, anyway, so I was just thinking about all these different. Tell uh, me about this fire. What? Give me that. What was going on? I still have so heard. somehow a fire got started on this on this ranch, and it was burning across. Luckily, the wind was from the north, and so it was blowing the fire. The fire was going slowly, creeping, headed towards the north, but the wind was coming out of the north. And so it was pushing it onto itself. So it wasn't pushing it away. And, um, luckily it's, so it was kind of burning in an area. It was all, uh, you know, underbrush and, and, uh, dry winter grass. And so it was moving and, uh, we got it out on the side of the road, but we couldn't get up into, you know, these pasture, this pasture. And it was probably, uh, three or four football fields in length. And, and y'all uh, got the volunteer fire department. Yeah, we finally got with the sheriff. The sheriff finally got there, and but it was so far out. It took a while for him to get there. Now, we stayed on the highway and turned on our flasher, so it was easy for him to know where we were, although you could see from the fire. Um, but we stayed there, stayed, uh, stayed on the scene until the volunteer fire department showed up. But the sheriff came, and he was running around. One or two people ended up driving by, stopping and saying, Hey, have y'all already called it in? Da, 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 da. One guy came back and he, he said, yeah, I was headed to the deer stand, but I went back and I went back and got in my truck. Cause I didn't want to leave my truck out. If this fire is going to go somewhere, he had a brand new pickup truck and, uh, <laughs> you know, he's like, uh, yeah, been there, done that. You know, but this, it was just one of those situations where it's like, okay, in this situation, do you know, do you know the coordinates? Do you know the two highway intersections? Luckily, you know, your uncle did, and he knew how to tell these people where to come um, because they were asking him, where are you? Where's the fire? But, you know, it's like if there is an emergency situation, what does your family do? What do you do if you're, whether you're in the city or out on a farm? What do you do? And I think there's some of that, some of those protocols, knowing who your neighbor is, um, knowing where certain medical supplies might be, knowing uh, volunteer fire department number, knowing your coordinates on where you are and, and where to tell them to come. And it was just something that, you know, uh, supplies, emergency supplies. And I'm not talking prepper level stuff. I'm just talking day to day stuff that might be important to have. Well, and, and we experienced that. And I think I know buddies in my area that have started to think a little bit different as winter approaches here in Texas, when we had, you know, we weren't, we weren't prepared. The reason we got so much coverage 
last year in the state of Texas was because we don't have winners like we had last year. I mean, ever in my lifetime, we don't have those situations where we have that much snow for that length of time that sticks around and therefore caused a train wreck of, I mean, bad after bad situation of things failing and freezing and uh, including electric, you know, we didn't have electric for several days. And, and, and I know a lot of folks had um, worse conditions. We didn't have water for, for several days because the, the place that provides our water, their, their pipes froze up because they turned off their electric. And, uh, and so all the pipes froze up that would normally not freeze up. So there's this whole chain reaction that happened across Texas last year due to the winter that we have never experienced before in the state of Texas, where all but I think two counties had snow accumulation uh, at the same time. And that's never happened. There are a lot. So I have buddies this year that after that happened and, and not to say that we haven't thought about it. I mean, I mean, I have, things in place now that uh, will help, you know, generators hooked up to my house and stuff like that, that I had, but I hadn't completed the task. I had thought about it previously, but I hadn't completed the task, but now it's completed and I know how to operate it and, and get the generator hooked up to the house where we can keep our refrigerator on, where we keep our, you know, the essentials on, but I have buddies that are also, you know, have an extra, closet now where there's extra water and extra, you know, stuff getting stored, a prepper's closet in a, in a way, probably not to the extreme, but you know, where you can live for a few days should we need to. Well, and I'm, and I'm talking even simpler things. If you're a city person and you, uh, you have a fire at your house or something goes down that your family all agrees to, Hey, if there's an emergency, everybody meets at, uh, the uncle's house. If there's an emergency, if there's a fire, we all meet outside by the Oak tree. I mean, things that simplify or that they're said out loud now. So they're not a surprise later. And, you know, back in the day, I remember practicing, you know, with our kids, yeah, uh, you know, meet at the oak tree. Everybody outside meet at the oak tree. Anyway, it's important to think ahead. Be thinking in advance what it is uh, you need to do in case of emergency. The other thing you need to do is right now. It's the big finish sales event at Nile Maxwell Super Center. Everything has discounts, and now is the best time to see our new inventory before they're even online. That includes the most award-winning truck on the road the 2021 ram brand that's been named best truck brand along with the back to back to back motor trend truck of the year for the third year in a row you have now maxwell's personal promise to beat any competitor's price in central texas just bring us their deal and we'll beat it so drive home for the holidays for less Head to the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. We sell more trucks than anyone else. 620 and 183 in Austin or visit us online at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. All right, coming up next, it is the Armed Citizens Report. Or no, I'm sorry, the Peter Report. 
You can get it only one place. It is the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live with the Bunkhouse. Hey, you can catch us if you're not getting this live on Sunday morning, 7 to 9. It's a podcast available on all your podcast platforms. Just go to theoutdoorzone.com or uh throw in the outdoor zone on your podcast platform and uh, you'll find us there some uh, sun automotive sun auto auto service family owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978 when it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs brake repairs transmission services sun automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service Repair Shop nearest you. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. They got locations all around Central Texas, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 River Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway, Ranch Road 6 on at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Just go to sunautoservice.com for all the details. Now it's time for this week's Peter Report. They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. Oh, man. California's at it again. An online petition opposing the city of Longules. I guess it's Longules. I've never heard of this town in California before decision to capture and cull half of the white-tailed deer living in the Mitchell chart chart Rand park has collected more than 28,000 signatures. As of Friday, the number of the far surpasses the 250 signatures on the change.org website that petitioned organizer Geneva salsa Florens expected according to Sosa Florent, a plan to relocate relocate the deer has not adequate has not adequately been studied. She said killing them is not the solution. The city announced a few days ago its decision to euthanize euthanize white-tailed deer due to overcrowding in Mitchell Chartland Park. Longuila. This is absolutely the worst Mayor article for you to read. <laughs> Sylvia Parent promised that the meat of these animals would be distributed to food banks. Municipal authorities argue that the current deer population threatens the ecological future of the park. There's also an increased risk of traffic accidents near the park and Lyme disease transmission. Damage to properties was also noted. After the municipal authorities announced their decision, parent received death threats. This triggered a criminal investigation by the police department. So here is the animal experts, the um, conservation no. experts, the 
the folks who study and understand wildlife, um, wildlife habitat, and somebody got their got their little ruffles all shook up and so they decided oh that's not very nice because i feed those little deer in my yard and i don't want them i don't want little bambi to be killed and when these guys are going no this is what we need to do we need to take out you know a hundred deer out of this community because they're destroying the habitat for not just the other deer well, they're but overpopulated everything. and they're dying of starvation and car Lyme accidents Lyme disease and so and but and they're tell and they're guaranteeing them that the the food banks are going to get processed meat professionally done meat delivered to them for the people who need the food and they won't do it. They want to relocate them, which has never or very rarely been successful. Um, we've tried it around Austin, Texas. You know, they all the do-goods tried to, no, don't, don't euthanize them. Don't euthanize them. I'll tell you, you know what? Lynchburg, Virginia, there's a lot of cities around that euthan that kill them. They kill them, take them to the locker, hang them up, and they give them to the food banks. And it's a great program well to win-win for something that we we as the leading meat eaters yeah the the predominant species on earth have come in and colonized these areas and displaced wildlife effectively and you want to boil it down to the core root it's our problem we did it we started it so Maybe if that's the case, maybe you should not live in a home if you feel this is not the way to do it. Maybe you should not drive that vehicle. Maybe you should not pay taxes to support roads and infrastructure. No, you maybe just, you just drive drive an electric vehicle that doesn't matter. If it's electric more carbon or not. elements. It, to get you I mean, a you could in. twist it off in any which direction, but the reality is you're benefiting from the displacement of the wildlife ultimately what was the, what was the quote and, and, on and now you have to deal with the ramifications of displacing that no wildlife. they're not gonna they don't want to they just don't want to kill them that's reality though relocate that's reality what was the quote that uh john dutton on yellowstone said the other day he's got the girl who's protesting against uh, uh killing Cattle. Oh, we posted it on our Facebook page on the Outdoor Zone about uh, it. You know, it, how cute does an animal have to be before you're willing to to kill it? And meaning that when a farmer plants your your salad and he goes what through and the, scrapes the dirt, Kino, Kino, Quino, what is that? Yeah, the, he's whatever type of lettuce, some fancy type of lettuce, I believe it is. But he or vegetable, but basically the premise is that a farmer's going to plow the dirt, turn it up. How many little little creatures, you know, groundhogs and mice and all these rabbits. creatures that rabbits that you're killing when you're dragging that big machinery across the dirt to plant your little salad farm, you know, how, and not to mention the insects and all the things that get killed in the process of farming. 
which is a way of life. We are displacing again that wildlife, that nature. I mean, if you want to boil it down, displacing that to grow your salad, you can't have a grub worm problem come in and eat all the salad because then you don't get any. So what, guess what? We have to kill all the grub worms, you know? I mean, there's just a cycle of these things that if you really want to dig into it, no, they're not. These people aren't. They're, 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 they it's don't want to hear that layer. part. They well, don't want to hear that part. Right. It's all surface layer and it's, it's, I loved it's what, immediate gratification. I loved what, they what um, I loved what they did on Yellowstone where they took that girl to the ranch and they showed her a different view. And I've heard this before where somebody who was against firearms. Um, they take that person and they give them a class on it and they, you know, show them how to shoot a firearm and they shoot a few guns and stuff like that. And they leave there with a different perspective completely on. And so, you know, it was interesting. You're talking about, uh, we're talking about how much work goes in to planting. We were driving, driving back from Lubbock to Austin, uh, and there was miles and miles and miles of uh, planted uh, wheat fields or cotton fields or, and I mean, as far as your eyes can see yeah. in the middle of them was wind turbines Yeah, where, where by the way, half of them were cranking because the wind was blowing. The other half were not even moving. No, not even there's... moving. Because and, they need, because they need to be oiled, ironically. Oh, funny! They got to have petroleum, petroleum. products to yeah. make them work. Well, you could just use uh, olive oil. Wait, no, that means you have to clear a field and put in olive trees. And yeah, got to be something. Yeah, something to make those sacrifices. You've got to understand the full ramifications but one thing we don't sacrifice is sure raw bar and grill uh you know they've got a lovely brunch going on today tell me about it uh that oh that every raw bar and grill. they got the shore raw bar and grill sunday brunch they have uh live music during the brunch they have music tonight they have music almost every night they saved the Austin Mantra Live Music Capital of the World single-handedly by what they're doing over at Shore, Shore Raw Bar and Grill. And not to mention that all their seafood is brought in fresh every week, flown in fresh every week, and hand-picked by our friends Rick Wahlberg and Jim Schneider. This place is over the top. It is the hottest new bar and restaurant in Central Texas. The Shore Raw Bar and Grill, fabulous desserts, homemade breads, uh, go see our buddies over at Shore Raw Barn Grill, located at Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y and Oak Hill. The Shore Raw Barn Grill. Go to shoreatx.com for everything you need to know. Shoreatx.com for everything you need to know. Armed Citizens Report coming up next. You don't want to miss it. Catch us 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Randall Tharp and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on.
right, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. This is Cody Ryan, and guess what? The wait is over. Truckloads of new GMCs are headed our way. This year's biggest shipments of new GMCs headed to Nile Maxwell GMC. There's no need to settle for less than the perfect new GMC. You won't find this selection anywhere else because it's only at Nile Maxwell GMC. Every professional grade GMC is included. NileMaxwellGMC.com, the best way to see our new inventory before they're uh, going, before they're gone, is right here in Round Rock. We've got the inventory right now at Nile Maxwell GMC, so you can pick yours out today. And as always, you'll still have Nile's personal promise to beat any competitor's price in Central Texas. Just bring us their deal, and we'll beat it. That's NileMaxwellGMC.com. We are professional grade all right regulators now it's time for your armed citizen report today legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation these acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media the outdoor zone wants you to know the truth this is the armed citizens report for the week A homeowner in San Antonio, Texas, defended himself when an armed intruder made an uninvited visit to his residence October 28th. The incident started at 12.55 p.m. that Thursday afternoon when a man in his 20s was dropped off by a car parked out in front of of the home. After making his way around the home, the youthful intruder then kicked in the back door and began to make his entry into the residence. The commotion at the back door alerted the homeowner who went to investigate and encountered the intruder in the process. When he was confronted by the homeowner, the intruder produced a handgun from his waistband. In response to the, de- to the deadly threat, the resident rushed upstairs to his bedroom and armed himself with his own firearm. The homeowner and armed intruder then exchanged gunfire at one another inside the home. Luckily for the homeowner, none of the intruder's shots landed on their intended target. The homeowner shot placement was more on the mark, however, wounding the youthful offender and prompting him to flee the residence to the getaway car waiting outside. A while after the incident, police found the stricken home invader dropped off at a different location. He was taken to a local medical center where he was pronounced dead. So, again, if that armed citizen would have just stopped talked nicely to the armed intruder and said, wait a minute, let me dial 911, please. Yeah, it would have worked. Everything would have been fine. Right. Let me and, call you know, the, the other cops thing that, that you know, have the been other... defunded and that we have half of. Well, half... That you have to call the uh, <laughs> psychologist on staff for your area and then you know set an appointment for them to come and talk through this whole invasion thing, talk to both parties, make sure everybody understands each other. Um, so, uh, what makes me think about that is so the intruder was shooting and didn't hit anything, but the armed citizen who was a legal, I'm assuming a legal firearm owner who had practiced a little bit of you know, how to handle your firearm and they weren't being raised by, you know, YouTube videos and uh, thugs on the street. Yeah. They actually, you know, knew what they were doing. 
and they unloaded a few clips. Bada boom, bada bing. Unloaded a few clips, yeah, a few well, rounds. I'm the clip, and then you drop, and then you throw another one in there. Oh my goodness! Uh, I thought it was interesting this article that came out in Outdoor Life. I love their website. You know, they have mm-hmm. a great publication. Have for years, mm-hmm. uh, great articles, but. And I find a lot of their stuff very intriguing. Um, I, I'd, anyway, I'm not going to go into outdoor life, but it's a great a great resource. Uh, and we've heard the 6.5 Creedmoor name for a bullet, for an ammo, for a for a round is, uh, you know, uh, the 243, the 6.5 Creedmoor, kind of the most popular firearm round for hunting around here you know they come in ar style platforms um and um so anyway it's it's a great round it's not too big you know our deer in this area aren't gigantic but you can take this around the country or around yeah the united states and pretty much hunt anything with a 6.5 creedmoor uh but for years we've heard that the rifle ammu uh, ammo manufacturers at the 6.5 Creedmoor is their most popular cartridge. It's an excellent round for open country, and it's found its way into plenty of Midwestern and Eastern deer camps. But there's one consideration that's become a head-scratcher. A whole bunch of deer hunters are reporting subpar blood trails from deer, even well-hit deer, with their 6.5 Creeds. Uh just ask full-time Wisconsin blood tracker Dean Muthig, who has put his uh, ma- his hounds on 230 deer tracks so far this season. That's crazy. Many of his calls over the years have been found have been parents who needed help recovering deer for youth rifle season, not because their kids are making poor shots. Um, but he says the younger hunters seem to shoot just as accurately as adults. Instead, it's because they tend to use smaller calibers like the 243 and 6.5 Creedmoor. It's not that these ki- kids aren't killing deer. They're just having a harder time finding them. Oh, my gosh. This is absolutely validating something that I switched to Consider a couple years ago. the nine-year-old who shot the deer in Wisconsin this fall, uh, this fall, they called the hound recovery guy after 175 yards, they found the deer with double lung shot, but there wasn't a speck of blood between where it was shot and where it was found. So that is, so we had some youth model two, two threes. Yep. And some youth model two, four threes. And uh, will we still use the two four three? But I, but I switched all the youth model stuff over to the three oh eight round. Yeah, and and of course my favorite round has always been the two seventy. But the problem that we were having was exactly that. That's why you and I. That's why I always talk about that uh, core lock shell, that green Remington, not expensive. Right, it's a soft. Yeah, it's a soft lead tip. tip. The difference, and and see, I thought it was more of a ballistics issue uh, when you buy ballistic tips because they aren't mushrooming as much. Right. But that that bullet, what's happening in the 6.5 Creedmoor, they're saying, is 
it goes in so fast because it's a straight shooting. You know, we're not ballistics experts, but we understand the premise of field, you know, what works in the field and what doesn't. Only I think being out there, right? Right. And right. Yeah, I mean, and doing it and taking people out and having things happen. But the six five Creedmoor they're saying is going in and it's mushrooming but it doesn't have enough velocity once it goes in and tears everything up to come out the other side. So you have one tiny little entrance wound, uh, entrance wound on one side because its entrance is so fast and then it mushrooms and does what it's supposed to, but it's not coming out the other side. So you got nowhere for blood to come out. Man, so, that is such a, that is really validating and a lot of the stuff that we exactly what we've been experiencing so highly recommend you know you don't want to put a 30-06 up against a kid's shoulder right but you know maybe you're thinking maybe what you're thinking uh if you want a little bit less kick is get a 270 or 308 but get a bull barrel if you need to you're not going to be hiking up and down the mountains with it, but if you're sitting at, sitting in a deer stand with a kid, a bull barrel will give you a little less kick and, and put a little bit more meat behind that thing and try and put a hole all the way through. Yeah, I mean, even the, even the uh, you know, the silencers or whatever. I guess you're not supposed to call them silencers, whatever they are, the, uh, the cans, you know. Suppressors, thank you. Right. Um, you know, does that very, does that exact same thing. So, um, but you're getting, you know, you can upgrade your bullet size and your impact in that, in that animal and not increase the kick and the, you know, volume and all that. So yet again, another great argument for, uh, for that. So, well, anyway, it, it's. Man, that is a huge number. That is a, a statistical number that can't be argued because that guy's walking those fields with his dogs looking for those deer. Yeah, so, absolutely. Hey, hey, there's there's no better way to ensure a better farm ranch operation than farmranchstore.com. If you've got to have gear, you want good gear. You want good fences. Cody will tell you that right now. Good gates, good fencing, feeders, uh, if you were putting in an arena or you're putting in a, a st- a stalls, you need the right gear. And you want to get the best gear from Prefert, Powder River, WW Manufacturings. Those are the most trusted names in the industry. You don't want to go back and do that job twice. Whether it's 10 acres or 10,000 acres, ranch owners buy the good equipment. FarmRanchStore.com is where you can get the good equipment. Go visit our friends at farmranchstore.com. That's where the landowner goes to get work done. All right, we'll close this whole thing out coming up. It is the Outdoor Zone Live at the Bunkhouse 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. My sister come out and say, where are you going anyway? I'm going to Galley Winter. Before he turned 80, he was sitting out back in a rocker. He said, what you been up to lately? I told him chasing a dollar. And in between sips of coffee, he poured this wisdom out. Said, if you want my two cents on making a dollar count, buy dirt. 
Find All right, by dirt. That's right. Dirt talks property dot com. Their passion for small town and country living makes them uniquely suited for helping you find the perfect place away from the big city. And if you need to sell that place in the big city, they can help you with that too. Jill loves getting to know their clients and is relentless in her efforts in finding the perfect place. Anne's business law and paralegal background assures you all of the real estate puzzle pieces fit. Nothing makes them happier than a happy client. Buy BassDropProperty.com and you better together. Yeah. So uh, I was watching uh, Jill and Ann doing an Instagram post and uh, man, those girls are funny, funny, funny. They are. What is the one gift you can give a real estate agent that's the best gift ever? Unlimited car washes at the car wash. Cause they always have to wash their car before they go pick somebody up and go show them a piece of property. People do that still, I guess. Oh I mean, gosh. You'll yeah. pick up a client and ride around with them. No, I think you with just the realtor over there. You just meet them over there. But anyway, Hey, so dirt talk, uh, you and I were talking. So when I was out in Abilene this week, visiting a, a ranch, the ranch owner gave me some big, uh, two inch thick, three inch thick, round pieces of, um, round stones. And they're just, uh, pieces of, uh, it's not sandstone, but, uh, just rock limestone, limestone from, from their ranch where they had cleared the roads and there was just, just stacks and piles of this limestone. And so I brought it home to make a sidewalk. I said, I'd really love to have some of that for a sidewalk. And I started thinking about it and I'd been thinking about it all week of all the different resources that have come off of my property to build my property. You know, I found one place where I could dig up dirt and I built the foundation area, some areas around the foundation and uh, put in some dirt for, uh, for walkways. And, um, and I've taken down uh, cedar trees and built some railings and some road road, uh, barrier stuff around some culverts with cedars that I dug that I cut down from the property and we have rocks a bunch of rocks and so we pay the grandkids a dollar a bucket to fill up buckets and we've you used say them. that but it's just been you and no 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 you we, and the missus so far that's picked up yeah and I owe her like nine dollars um <laughs> but but we have this beautiful rock all over the property and it's in the way you know and so so we go out and pick it up and we use it around the outside of the barn dough. And, um, and so anyway, and, and then, you know, if you, you've collected up some of the, uh, metal and some of the wood and some of the materials from some of the outbuildings that you've had to, you know, take down or that you decided to take down and rebuild or whatever. And, and the thought for dirt talk this week was that if you buy a piece of property, if you have a piece of property, and I say this all the time, don't just go in and flatten everything right away. Stop and think a little bit about what trees you're going to clear out, where right. the driveway's going. If Don't just go tear that old barn down and then think later, oh, man, I maybe could have used that as a yeah. rainwater collecting tool. Yeah, well, there's an old chicken coop, and that's what I'm planning on using. I, I could not, I can't, can't stand the chicken coop. Just it's run down, and it doesn't match the type of metal, you know, I have some old barns that I'm going to keep 
and just for aesthetics, you know, because they're cool and I'll, I'll get them operable, but, um, but there, there's this chicken coop thing that was kind of thrown together and it drives me crazy, but I'm going to take that metal and use, use it for rain water collection system for the cows and, uh, you know, and save money there. I had uh, a lot of my post I had, I had collected and saved up my T post and I did not have to buy a T post for a cross fence. I put in, uh, this past Isn't that week. Crazy. So yeah, it was a really lot of crazy those were the I ones saw... that were from my place that were, that held the trees up. The ones with that green rope on them were yeah, ones the... that we brought over that we, cause we could never throw them out. Remember it was like, what do we do with all these T posts? Well, I had them from a big commercial landscape job I did in Austin. And I had them in a pile. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd been well, saving them. But they, it, it, you know, those, read those things. The trick is, though, to do it. And if you save these things, like I have the old roof off the old farmhouse, I replaced the roof on this old yeah. farmhouse and I have the roof, these rusted panels of roofing. But I tell you what, I can go online right now and sell them and make a thousand dollars from selling crazy, that stack of old rusty metal. Crazy money. The trick is, though, I believe, is not to get it to where you're stacking this stuff up. Like, if it's truly usable material, there's a fine line between what you save and what you don't. Because I've also seen people where they don't let a coffee can go without getting saved, and then you're looking at a at a mess. Well, so, I'll tell you, I was on that old ranch just to wrap this thing up. I was talking about saving things. I was on that old ranch out there in the middle of uh, nowhere out up north Abilene and they had an old rundown farmhouse that, that that's an old mobile home that they're going to push it over because it's falling in and yeah um, but there was an old coffee can in there with the metal lid on it or some kind of can and I pried the lid off and it was used pieces of bar soap oh love you know, I mean yeah. they were like you melted to, down into one new one I know but in and your uncle said, hey, that'd be a great gift, Christmas gift for your wife. And I oh, said, do yeah. you know where this bar soap has been been out here? What parts of the body that those <laughs> have been used on out here in this deer camp for guys that's oh, run down like this? It's uh, Yeah, that was pretty funny. But hey, uh, buybastropproperty.com, buybastropproperty.com. Jill and Ann will help you find that piece of property that you're just longing for, whether it's five acres or 500 acres. They'll help you find it, buybastropproperty.com. Go talk to our girls, our friends over there. They're absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, that's right. And I do want to send a uh, special prayers to Beefsteak and his family. Uh, Mm. We won't go into that, but they'll, they'll utilize your prayers uh, before I give this week's Bible verse. As we lead into Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ is upon us. The celebration of his birth. I want to leave you with John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him won't perish, but have eternal life. If there's no other time than this week to ponder on the meaning of Jesus and uh, his life here on earth and, and what's God's great creation, it is this week. So live it, love it, learn it. Regulators, Merry Christmas from myself to you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for listening to the show. Hey, this week, get a kid off the couch. Take them for a walk in the park. Show them the birds, the trees. Take them hunting. Take them fishing. We don't care what it is as long as you get them into the great 
outdoor zone. Go buy that kid a Red Rider. Go buy him a Tonka truck. Go buy him a bicycle. Go buy him something that gets him outside for Christmas. Don't buy the Xbox and the video games. Get him something that takes him outside. Buy him a fishing pole. Um, anyway, hey, we're both headed to church. want to encourage you to find a good Bible-based church in your community, especially for Christmas. There's a bunch of good uh, pastors out there putting some great Christmas uh, shows, sermons together for this Christmas. So make sure you go and enjoy that. Hey, uh, that's it for us. If you need a hunting and fishing ministry for your church, if you need a good speaker, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. We'll come and speak at your church, your men's group. Start a hunting and fishing ministry in your church. Uh, that's it for us. That's it. Merry Christmas. God bless. And regulators, let's mount up. <laughs>